This is CliffCentral.com. Today's show is about the industry of fashion. And we are joined by a magnificent lady. So a bit of background about uh, today's guest. So Loayo Art Creations is the brand founded by my guest today. And she is Moroccan-born and South African-based artist by the name of Lobna. Owache, she's gonna correct me if I, if I butcher it. So Lobner's philosophy has led her to move her passion for painting beyond the canvas into the world of modern fashion, bringing her masterpieces to life, really. Lobner spends hours with her paintbrush creating fine art that is then carefully transferred onto fabrics before she designs and then creates wearable masterpieces. Only Lobner's paintings are to be found on Loayu's fabrics with a very limited production. So each garment is designed with great attention to detail in order to bring a story full of originality, creativity, happiness, and she provided the, 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 the foundation for the cornerstones of the brand. And that those cornerstones are happiness, vibrancy, innovation, and creativity. So Lobna is very unconventional, um, African woman. Her art and fashion are very modern, creative, and bold. She's an abstract, um, expressionalist. She's got a PhD in literature. Um, <laughs> Guys, you know, the, her CV is so impressive. But for now, without any further ado, let's welcome to studio Lobna. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform. Hi, Bongani. Thank you for inviting me. It's Thank cool you. To be here. <laughs> Thank you for coming um, to, 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 to hang with us. Um, it, it truly is a pleasure to, to sit with, with a woman of your stature and, and magnitude. Knowing of your travels, of your accomplishments, of your CV as well, and your art. Um, Thank yeah. you. It's, Thank it's, you. <laughs> your words are so touching. I've, 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 I've been looking forward to, to, to this interview. So without wasting any, any further time, we'll, we'll start with, um, you know, our, our trivia for the show. And the first question I want to ask you is, what does your past smell like? Um, I would say um, orange blossom. Okay. Um, it's a very uh, dear smell to me because it reminds me of my sweet childhood in mm-hmm. Morocco where I was born. And uh, we used to go actually quite often to my aunt who now she's in heaven, but she used to have a, this farm. And uh, most of the family, I mean, her brothers and uh, so my dad, who is as well in heaven now and uh, Kids, we used to go to her and spend a few days in holidays with her. And mm-hmm. her place was full with these orange trees and the smell was just divine, you know. And, you know, um, I mean, it does smell divine, but as well, we use, we use it in food, you know. It's not only about oh, the okay. smell, we use it, we put it in the mint tea. So every time I'm somewhere, it happened to me in every single country where I walk, especially in garden centers, for example. And I will like, and then, oh my gosh, I go back, back years and years and years. And I re, re see the whole sceneries, the whole place and the trees and magical, magical trees. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. What does it sound like? The sound would be again, you know, 
um, I think I miss so much my country, even if I am in this amazing country and I feel, and I feel really home because coming from the north and living now in the south in this beautiful, amazing African continent, I still miss my country. So I think all the, these questions now you're giving me are just bringing me childhood. Nostalgia. Nostalgia and, and childhood souvenirs. Um, so I would say that, um, I'm a big fan of, um, classical, we say Arab and classical Arab music. Okay. It's just to tell you quickly what it is. It is a combination of Arabic music with uh, somewhat flamenco as well. Oh, okay. It's very, very interesting um, music. And as a child, I was seven. I still remember where my mother took me to um, a music school. Sure. Um, I, she really wanted me to, to learn to how to play piano. And at the same time, um, it was important because we love in our family, we love the Arabic, um, Arab Andalusian classical music. It's, it's big in Morocco. It's like Morocco's classical Arabic. Oh, you know, it's, okay. it's very present in the north of Morocco, but as well in different parts, um, and specific regions like I'm from Fez. So it's very, very present in, for, for the people coming from the city of Fez. Hmm. So it was something she wanted her child to. So I did four years actually of, of this music and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing music, but it is, it is sung in Arabic and it is performed by men, so really men normally. Okay. Dressed in uh, traditional clothing mm-hmm. like chalaba and tarbush and it's amazing. Uh, and we, and we, you will hear them in ceremonies, the religious ceremonies, weddings as well. And it's amazing when you just have time to just listen, sit and listen. The lyrics are spiritual as well. Mm-hmm. And I love that mm-hmm. music. So when you told me the sound, yeah, I, I think it's, it's for me, it sounds it takes that. you there. Yeah, it takes me there. Too. What does it taste like then? The taste, again, it will be Morocco. It will be, again, that's, I do, I miss my mom's food. I am, I'm, 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 I'm quite, I manage to do quite good food as well, but mm-hmm. hers is, I mean, she's, she excels. She's a very, very, very good uh, cook and uh, I miss her couscous. That's the taste I always have in, you know, couscous is like starch. Okay. Um, it's actually what we do. We rub simolina. Until it becomes like a grain and then we steam it and it becomes fluffy and light. Okay. And then we accompany that with um, meat, vegetables. It can be as well uh, with almonds, dates. So couscous, it's, it's, it's one of the most popular, I would say, food in Morocco. And, uh, and in Morocco, there's a tradition every single Friday, people will cook couscous. Oh. Yeah, and it is served in uh, like communal way. It's in a big dish and peep, and you just help yourself. It's very um it's very special time. It's Friday. Friday is, is couscous day. Yes. Oh, okay. In Morocco. Let's let's get a bit into your childhood. Mm-hmm. Um take me back to Morocco. What were some of the things you loved doing uh, growing up as a young girl and what were some of your ambitions in in Morocco as as your younger self? Uh, it's it's funny because I will tell you something and that's the truth. I never had the ambition of leaving Morocco. Okay. Never. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> For a person that has traveled. That traveled yeah, a lot. Yeah, but yeah. but you know, sometimes you don't need to travel to really 
take the plane to travel. You can travel in your country. Sure. I, I, I was quite happy there. I had very happy childhood with my parents and my brother, sisters. And uh, Morocco is Africa. You know, we are very sure. family orientated. Sure. And uh, so um, I left Morocco actually just to further my studies. Um, I did quite a bit in Morocco and then I left for France to to continue my studies. Mm. The only thing is that the fate decided differently and I met my husband uh, who is French. And, in France? Uh, no, we met in London. Oh, you met in London? Uh, we met in London. So, yeah. so, so take us through that love story. <laughs> That's, that's, and that, 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 it was really, uh, I would say it was an amazing fate. Okay. Yes, um, yes, I met my husband who is French at my brother-in-law and my sister home. Okay. So, um, he used, they used to work. He was doing his internship in the same company where my brother-in-law was working. Okay. And here I was there visiting my sister and, yeah, magic in the air. And yeah, <laughs> two years after that, we married. Really? Yeah. So I never went back and live, lived in Morocco again, like living months and years. But I go every year, of course. Just to visit. Uh, to visit, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, Morocco is Morocco. So, so you beat your husband. You married two years after mm. meeting. Mm. You, you look at to today's society now, juxtaposing the two, right? Mm. Um, right now we are even afraid to date. We are afraid to take those steps. Like I know a lot of people mm. that just don't want to be in relationships, let alone the thought of, 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 of marriage. At the time when you met your husband, mm. what, what led up to the point where you decided that, you know what, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? When we met and after we, we spoke, it felt as if really we knew each other for years. Wow. It was amazing. And actually, my husband uh, at that time, he said that after the first week he knew I was going to be his wife. Sheesh. For me at that time, not Talk yet. about a very determined yeah, man. He, 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 he said he knew. He said he knew. He always said, I knew you were going to be my life, my wife, but in my life. And uh, we didn't, I mean, at that moment, I wouldn't tell you that when I met him, marriage was... Something that came natural. Sure. You see what? You don't plan really. Mm, mm. These things, important decisions in your life, you, you shouldn't bring them quickly. You should, mm. uh, you need to leave them. You need mm. to feel them. So they come to you naturally. Mm. For me, it was the natural achievement of our love, our understanding and our commitment to each other. Hmm. And then how did you overcome the fear then of, I'm literally about to commit to something as grand and as beautiful as well mm. as this? You know, when you're in love, you don't even think too much about <laughs> commitments of all this. You know, all you want is to be with the one you love. Sure, you sure, know? sure. So it becomes like you don't think much you, or you just want to be with that person. Hmm. I just wanted to be with him. So um, where was the first place that you settled? Uh, it was Russia. Russia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How was Russia? Russia was amazing. It's such a beautiful country. It, uh, I would say Russia had very big impact on me today. Okay. Uh, on my art, on, I wouldn't say my creativity because my creativity, I think I owe it to Morocco, to continent Africa. I'm African, you know, it's, you know, with this vibrancy. Mm -hmm. But I think Russia was, um, because creative, I, I showed creativity quite young age. Mm -hmm. 
but not in painting, in many different, like designing clothing. Mm -hmm. I was like really around, truly around 14 years old. Sheesh. What I wanted was to really do sketches and uh, taking my sketches, you know, very modest sketches to a seamstress. And, and I had this love of texture already then, you know, buying my fabric and dreaming of having something just for me unique, you know, and it, I, I used to love that truly at that age. So, but in, in painting, not much at that age. Mm-hmm. And um, writing, I used to write nicely. I used to, I don't know about now, but <laughs> but I, it's just because this is another, uh, always been musical as well. So many arts, mm -hmm. but painting as such, it's only when I went um, to Russia. Russia was like a revolution happened into my body, into okay. my whole system. <laughs> okay. Art everywhere, sure. exhibitions. I used to live not far from um, Hermitage Museum, which is... Poof, It's an amazing museum. And I used to spend days there. Uh, every time there was an art exhibition, I was there. I had many friends, artists. So art everywhere around me. And that I felt that really urge that, oh, my gosh, I'm full of emotions. Mm, I, mm. My fingers were itchy. You know, I really... You just wanted to create. To create. <laughs> sure. At that time, was not clothing, was not craft, was nothing, was absolutely canvases. So this is how, so for me, Russia was, was very inspiring, mm -hmm. I would say, um, and very dear to my heart. Uh, if you open my heart, you will feel there is a Russian bit there as well. Sure. And I learned the language as well. Oh, really? Which, yes. Um, we stayed four years. So I'm the kind of person I feel that language does break the barriers. Okay. If you live in okay. the country and it's the main language. Sure. You know, it's good to do that effort and I love languages. So sure. yes, after four years, I was speaking pretty good Russian, I would say, and uh, speaking Arabic with all the sounds. We have the H, the Sh, the S, we have so many strange sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it made it easy for me to, to pronounce Russian language. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was really nice. And, and so in, in, in this quest, um, obviously it fueled everything that we're going to talk about that you were doing mm. now. Mm. But where, so where did you settle next? So you in Russia. So, so you're in France, you're doing a bit of studying. You're from Morocco. Mm -hmm. Now London happens. That was Russia. After Russia, no, I didn't live at that time in London. I oh, was okay. just visiting, but okay. I lived after. So after France was Russia. After Russia was beautiful South Africa. <laughs> and how did you come to decide that of all the other African countries that I haven't been to, mm. this is the one that we're going to go to and, and, and see? Well, it was my, my husband was, um, Well, I mean, we came with, with him for his work. Oh, okay. So, uh, it was a new post for him here in South Africa. And, um, we loved it. We loved it. We had three fantastic years and I had my first baby actually oh. here. So yes, I had, you know, South Africa has always been with me since then. Sure. Because I sure. had my South African baby. Sure. Um, yeah. And we stayed three years. So it was a lot. I did. Uh, Back then, I was, of course, painting. I was, I did even ceramic. I did. So, as I told you, Russia brought all this in me. Everything that was inside of me came out. And then since then, I just wanted to explore. Mm. And I was exploring and I have been exploring, you know, from painting to ceramic to sculpture to decoupage to, you know, and of course, clothing, designing. Um, 
it has been a beautiful journey. So South Africa, you only stayed here for three years. Three years at that time, yeah. And then moved back to Europe. We moved to UK. Okay. That time, and where we stayed six years, and then where I had my second baby. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So every time I was moving, I was very international there. relationship. Moroccan-born. Yes. Your husband is French. One of your babies is South African. The other one is was born, born in, in English yeah, in England. In yes. England, yeah, exactly, yeah. Sheesh. And we stayed there, and UK was again another amazing country, beautiful impacts again on my artistic mm-hmm. journey. I would say, um, I was lucky to do quite, I mean, many exhibitions, and uh, was lovely. It was, you know, uh, um, the UK. There is this, um, how can I say, the the artistic life is so rich as well. Okay. So I was really, really spoiled. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. another time after Russia and South Africa. Mm-hmm. And after the UK, we again moved to Switzerland. Okay. And again, my third baby came. <laughs> <laughs> but then we stopped, you know. So, so, so essentially everyone. Every move. Every, so everyone in the family is yes. from a different country. From different country, yes. But love. <laughs> that is so interesting. Us. That is so, 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 so interesting. Do you think that we're looking at now your, your design aesthetic and mm. the use of color mm. comes from, you know, your being this traveled. Absolutely. Having had these rich oh, yes. experiences. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what you want to put out now to, to people Abs- to, to experience that with you. Absolutely. This is, I mean, there is no, Doubts that um, my art. Uh, when I say my art, because I consider my clothing as well as artworks. Sure. I mean, when I say art, it means fashion and art is truly the fruit of all those travels. Mm. You can feel the impact. You can mm. see the. You can feel the colors. Um, every single country I lived impacted me somewhat, mm. and that's in me, in there. When I do my my fashion, I always start with artwork. When okay. I do my artwork, it's I do paint emotions from within, okay. from my past around me. Mm-hmm. So this is when I say my past is my life in all these different countries. Sure, sure. And it's only then when my artwork is done that work that piece of art will inspire me to design whatever comes to my inspiration at the time. Wow. Maybe a dress, maybe a design, a piece of clothing, I would say. Sheesh. So, and you're the, you're the only designer I've, I've read about or heard of that, that does that. So you paint, mm-hmm. that inspires the kind of garment that you're mm-hmm. going to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you create the garment, then the painting goes on the garment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because normally designers would start with, okay, they have, um, they do their patterns sure, and sure. They, they will source their fabric and they will buy it and they will, me is the other way around before thinking of any design actually or retouching pattern or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the art that inspires me. So I know that, for example, I won't tell you what I'm doing for my next, um, it's a fashion week, but it is, I'm already now doing the artwork. Okay. That's the, uh, that's the first step I do is the artwork. Mm, that mm, artwork mm, actually, mm. once it is done, it becomes for me 
the muse for what I'm going to be doing wow. for my collection, okay. actually, and deciding the colors and everything. So when, when, when did you transition from being a painter, selling paintings at, you know, auctions mm, mm, in, in, mm. in, in, in Europe mm, mm, mm. and sculpturing to now producing a clothing line? It's not, I mean, I'm still doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's been in me, I would say for the last, I would say perhaps six years been working on it, you know, because how it happened is that, you know, I found that, um, I was much more involved in the art and painting and being as uh, an artist, sculptor, whatever. But I was, I was doing things for me, but I wanted to use my art and doing it for the public. You hmm. know, I wanted to use my art and, um, actually offer women, um, a fun experience, something mm. unique, mm. different. Mm. And knowing actually the, I would say, the impact and effect of arts on us as individuals, on our moods, you know, makes us happy. Mm. You know, you put art on you, you put colors, you feel happy already. Mm. So I wanted to do that. I wanted to bring my art, design, you know, do like wearable art that can be fun nice but still exclusive mm, you mm. know because art you have to be very careful mm -hmm. you don't want it to be mass production you don't want it to be everywhere so this is why my creations are always limited editions mm. and the artwork i use are real artworks i do like oils my oils canvases wow so these are real real art it's not like yeah, I do yeah, yeah. Script. a very intricate 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 yeah, processes yeah, yeah, yeah. To, so to... It's, it's a real artwork so it has to it has to be used the right way uh, and that i'd never rush in it has to come to me so when it is there when it's done i get inspired from it with where I see it. Do I see it on the back of a garment, on the, front? on the front? Is it gonna be on a skirt? Is it sure. gonna be on, it's a, uh, I love, I love, I love that, uh, that journey, you know? Tell me this. So now we, we, we're comparing or juxtaposing, uh, positioning two things within the fashion industry, right? It's mass production. Uh, and fast fashion with mm. fine craftsmanship, which I feel you fall into the latter. Mm. Let's talk first about the benefits of fine craftsmanship mm. versus mass production. I know you mentioned one of the things is exclusivity. Mm -hmm. what, what are some of the other benefits that, you know, your consumers mm. um, get out of, you know, choosing your fine craft? Mm. Well, I offer my customers something original, something, uh, when I say limited edition, I don't mean one design, okay. but what I say limited edition would be perhaps never went over 20 garments and the same artwork perhaps, oh, okay. or 30. So it's still limited edition. I can go up to perhaps 50 or something, but never above that because mm, then mm. for me, because it's art and I can use the same design, but different art. Mm. So that's if you walk, you, you, you're sure you're not going to be the next woman in a restaurant walking, or whatever, walking is not going to You know, wearing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah, be, it yeah. would be weird and that's not at all what's, um, what I want to, through my, my, my fashion. But what I offer them is something different, mm -hmm. something exclusive, something original. And I'm very strict on the fine crafting as well. The finishes need to be perfect. Perfect. I'm very, very strict on that. Mm. I can be, mm. and I can be a pain in that because it needs to be right. I don't like 
not straight hems. It needs to be the perfect because what makes a beautiful garment is not only the outside aesthetic, but the inside. Yeah. You yeah. should be able to say, you know, touch it. Oh, it's nice. You this know, is don't beautiful. See, don't yeah. see all these problems. And, problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's very important that it is beautiful from inside out. So exclusivity, originality, it's fine craftsmanship, it's quality. Quality as well. And, and happy colors. Happy Make, colors. Yes. Okay. So the psychology of colors as well absolutely. comes into, in, in, into play. Because You're very conscious about that. I, I am. I am because I think colors do beautify our life. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, make you happy. Make you feel happy. Make you feel positive. Mm. Make you feel ambitious. Make mm. you feel confident. Mm. All these feelings make you perform better, live mm. better, make you feel better because you think, because you think you feel better, you feel as well, you look better. Sure, sure, So it's sure. like a circle. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Everything feeds on to, feeds on, to the yeah, next thing. Because mm. of, because of the colors, because of the art. When I say colors, it's the art as well. So actually, I see my designs once my artwork inspires me to a specific piece of uh, clothing, then I would use that artwork, of course. But then I tend to build my garments as if I'm painting. I try to frame it, Mm -hmm. use, you know, one of the colors, building it. So it's a process of building it. This is why you will find my garments, they have, and I play with texture as well. So you will find different texture, layers of fabric. You know, even if I use my chiffon, you will have like two layers of two different colors, mm. one on the other. And I know that um, many designers don't like work with chiffon and satin chiffons. Sure. It's very hard to work with hmm. because it's not easy to sew. It's not easy to give a beautiful finish, but I love it. It's very flowy. It's very feminine. It's very flattering yeah, for, yeah. for all I I, I will get to that because there's uh, certain things that I noticed about your previous collection that you're going to take us through. But my question before we get into that is, Mm. what are some of the problems that come with fine craftsmanship Mm. versus mass production? And and versus the fast fashion. Fast fashion, yes. I mean, you know, you have, if I speak about consumers, for example, there there are two kinds of consumers. The ones who want to invest in when I'm speaking, I'm invest. I mean, one of my outfits are not that expensive when you think that it's big. Uh, but still, people think investments, even the minute it's over thousand rand, it's an investment, you know? Sure. Some people, they like uh, investing uh, certain money, thinking, that, oh my gosh, it's art, it's, it's beautiful, it's going to be exclusive, whatever. But others, not only my range, but any, you know, um, I would say more or less high-end good quality, they will prefer to go to Zara or to H&M and sure, for sure. that price, they will have three garments and four garments. And oh, okay. You see what I mean? Sure, this, sure. This, is, this is the sad reality mm, that is mm. everywhere, not only in South Africa, but it, it, it's in the world, mm. actually. Uh, so, for me, it's very sad because we all know that I have nothing against, sorry if I say those names, but Fast fashion normally says the labor is not great. Mm. You know, mm. they do hundreds and hundreds and big numbers. And normally most of people, we know that even the, um, where the work, the conditions are and, not well. Uh, are not well. Zara, there were allegations that they were not paying the, the, the exactly. um, this is why employees I, in Istanbul. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, yeah. So whereas we designers here, we, you know, we have our own studios, our own people that we look after them. 
that we, you, you see, I mean, it's a teamwork and we don't have big teams. I mean, if I tell you, I have very small team because sure, I sure. want to actually, uh, I don't want to de- delegate much. I can delegate the sewing. Sure. That's the only thing. But all the rest is me sure. because it's me. It's my designs. It's my art. And I don't want, and I don't think he, but anybody can do it for me. Sure, sure. Uh, Patterns as well. You can, okay, patterns, I can always do sketches and delegates, but still it needs to be my design. Sure. You see what I mean? Hmm. So it's most designers, they work in small teams. So it's not fast fashion. And I, and I, I can, I can, I can feel the energy, you know, um, from, from where you're sitting about your love for this industry and what you are doing and your contribution to the industry and to the world at large, because um, and to Africa and to I'm, Africa. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a real African sure. and I'm proud of being African and I feel, and I feel, I, I feel Africa in me. I feel Africa in me, around me, you know, all those colors, you know, it's mother Africa. Morocco is Africa. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I'm very happy of being, of being, uh, I think I owe my creativity and my colors to this beautiful continent. Wow. And to this, my beautiful country, Morocco. So. so how do people get a hold of you and your brand? Well, uh, my brand, you know, um, you can get me through very, um, I've been very careful and selective of where you can find, find me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me in my showroom studio, which is at Mulberry uh, Hill Park at Danfern, Broadacres. Mm-hmm. People can email me, Lubna at luayuart.com. Um, I haven't been yet. I'm still not yet on online like e-commerce. Um, every time I'm thinking I should because everybody is asking me, but I'm like, should I, should I? Because what I do, there's a story. Uh, it's that you need to touch, you need to feel. Sure, it's the same sure, thing why sure. for me um, to be um, in a boutique, I need to feel the boutique. I need to, because it's, there's a story. It's not, it's, it's my... My child brain, as we say, I yeah. mean, it's something that came. It's it's something. This and, and, and it's going to get lost in the noise, and it's going to get lost. I in don't want it just to be yes. a digital yes. thing. Yeah. Mm. So this is the. I mean, so many people are asking me why online, but but yeah, but I have a website which sure. is uh, com, Instagram Art and Creations, and on my website there are all the details. People email me. I do a lot of orders by email okay. and uh, made to measure. People call me, they see on my website, on my Instagram or on my Facebook, which is through IU Art and Creations. They will tell me, okay, we want that. They send me measurements and I do it and I even send overseas. So, yeah, I mean, you don't need to be really online to, you know, now through websites you can do everything everything absolutely. awesome thank you so much uh, for chilling with us and, 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 and joining us on the show and for your inspiring journey um, all the best with thank everything you. that you're working on next thank for you. our listeners it's at Simply Born across all social media from us at the Youth Leadership Platform and the team it is good day and God bless thank you Bongani. this is cliffcentral.com